Welcome back to the Fordham IPLJ podcast. I'm your online editor, Christina Sauerborn. This week, part two of our conversation with Orit Blankrod and Margot Cornell of NBC Universal. Staff correspondent Mike Rivera talks with them about risk assessment for the Jerry Springer show and how to break into entertainment and media law. Enjoy. Speaking of risk assessment, uh, yeah, what kind of red flags do you look for when you're vetting someone to come onto the Jerry Springer show? Um, yeah, this is right. This, so this is our. This is kind of my, you know, core part of my job is is assess, assessing the um, potential guests on the show. So um, our we have a legal researcher who actually you know does background checks on the guests. Um, you know, we the guests speak with um, a producer, and the producer asks them extensive questions about their criminal, medical um, history, you know, mental history, um, and we have a guest checklist that they fill out. And um, then those, you know, if someone has anything, that those stories are then sent to me, and I assess them. Um, as Reed said, someone might be on probation, and we obviously would have to get a note um, or parole. Or, you know, maybe we just don't even want to bring bring that person because it's a violent crime. Um, they definitely could not fight on the show if they're on probation for assault. Um, <laughs> but if they want to, but if it's a Steve Volko show and they're, you know, not to deer away from Jerry Springer, but if it's a Steve Volko show and they're on probation for child abuse, but that's what they're coming to the show for, you know, so it's, so they're, yeah. the di- different shows have different um, assessments on, on Jerry Springer. You know, we have to assess kind of with the fighting in mind, you know, someone uh, has an extensive legal background. So that's, that's our, you know, main part. They have, or they have a medical, you know, something wrong, um, or like a recent injury, you know, maybe we wouldn't want them to fight on the show. You know, they just went to the hospital last week for a car accident. Their neck is stiff. Well, probably not going to want them to fight. (laughs) Or they just gave birth. Right. (laughs) They just gave birth um, a week ago. They have to wait five more weeks <laughs> until they get the doctor okay. I mean, oftentimes we'll get doctor's notes. Um, if we or if we have a guest who's currently pregnant, if she's in her second trimester, we'll have a doctor's note that said she's okay to fly. She's, you know, not high risk. Really buttoned up. Yes. Really buttoned up. <laughs> As you have to be with a production of this nature. So. Right. And again, it's the kind of push and pull with the with the producers about, you know, who you can bring and you can't yes yes <laughs> often a fight <laughs> yes of course <laughs> so when I, even um you know we also i always have there's always somebody on call for myself if it's a weekend and i have to discuss it with someone you know i bump it up sometimes you have to bring in the big guns for the no <laughs> or for the yes <laughs> yeah exactly that's part of my team so you're now a team of 3 who oversee a bunch of production lawyers and, and uh, production legal administrators. And, you know, I'm on call once every three weeks. And, yeah, the others are, as, you know, as well. Um, we split up our time. And, and you know what? Usually I have to say no one calls too much. I think everyone's very independent. We have a really good team. Uh, but we always say that, you know, better to be safe than sorry. If you ever have a question and you don't feel comfortable making that determination, we are here as a second set of ears. Yes. So, that's, yeah. <laughs> or just to be the bad guy. <laughs> yes. It's it's often easier to to take on that, like, 
the role of saying no when you're not directly embedded into the production the way that you are. Right. So sometimes, you know, if Margot isn't sure but isn't loving the story, you know, she's not loving the background of someone who's potentially coming on, she'll call me up and I'll be like, listen, I'm going to tell them no. Like, you can have them talk to me. Right. And then, you know, that way you could maintain your relationship with these people who are, and that's the toughest part about working in production and in television is you really want to help them do what they want because they are so passionate about their vision for, for the show. Um, and you don't want to be that, like, like you said earlier, the buzzkill, you don't want to hurt their creative potential. And so we really try to say yes or work around it and find a way to make it happen. Right. Um, instead of being like, no, 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 no. Right. So, so maybe he's on, you know, maybe he's on probation for assault. Maybe or maybe it's even just a um like a like a unsupervised probation, you know, and um they don't have to check in with someone, they can travel, but we wouldn't want them, you know, but they can't fight on the show. So, you know, yeah. you kind of work around it. Yeah. Or we tell them we give them a speech, a no right. tolerance speech where we say, you come to this, you're, you know, we're flying you in, you're coming to our turf, please be respectful. Right. You know, don't, don't, you know, get into trouble in the hotel room. Don't, you know, these are things that yeah. we, it's a real common issue. Yeah. So, <laughs> so yeah, that's that. <laughs> make sure they have, make sure they busy themselves with going to the movies or <laughs> going to dinner. Yeah. So it sounds like there's a lot of a sort of del internal delegation of responsibility, yeah. depending on the situation. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It's a okay. well-oiled machine. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, we're going to our Springer is going to our 27th season. Oh wow. Um, and our executive producer, I mean, has been here since the 90s. I don't, yeah. maybe 95 or 96. Yeah. So she she is, or you said, very embedded and very. Um, <laughs> has a very strong tie to the show so she fight you know she wants to fight for her for her show and to get the best show she can yeah so we try to <laughs> try to accommodate that <laughs> of course so when a guest does appear on the show what kind of contract do they have to sign uh what does that look like in order for, to have them come onto the show yeah yeah our guests sign um a standard eight page uh, guest agreement so they sit there we make them sit there and read it it's an appearance release <laughs> right yeah and you know it's just it's it gives us the right to use the show for ever and ever and how many yeah in perpetuity <laughs> in all media worldwide <laughs> right <laughs> and um right all media so we could, re we could show it online you know we could rerun it multiple times um we could promote it we could share it with another one of our nbc family you know, shows. Right. Um, license it as we please. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so it has all those things in the confidentiality, um, all the standard, kind of standard things that you would expect. Um, sometimes we all, they might sign a supplemental release. Um, so this is specific to the Jerry Springer show if they want, if they're like, um, you know, jello wrestling maybe. <laughs> <laughs> um, or, you know, we have a fire, like I said, a fire act. We'll have her sign a special release. Um, like a hazardous activity release right. where you're doing something that's a little bit beyond right. the norm. <laughs> the the standard norm. appearance. Yeah. Exactly. So so that's really, I mean, that's really all we have them. Yeah, that's what they sign. And if they don't sign that, they don't appear. Right. Okay. 
um, because we can't take that risk. We're not a news show. News is a whole other ball game. There are no releases signed there. There are news exceptions, but here we have to protect ourselves. Right. We will not air a show with with someone who has not signed. And, and we will never coerce anyone into right. signing. It's their call. They come to the show. If they have a last minute, you know, you know, fear of going on, they don't want to appear, they go home. Okay. Right. Yeah. Yep, that's that's the release that's that's completely voluntary. Can't force anyone to do something, you know, they don't want to do. So they might get cold feet when they come or they don't feel well or whatever reason. Or there's something in the release that they just can't agree to. You know, we're, okay, fine, you don't have to sign it, but, you know, you won't go on the show. Has anyone ever tried to negotiate it? Yes. (laughs) Yes, people have asked us to take things out, you know. For the most part, you know, we always say no. I think occasionally we have you know, maybe limited something. Um, I think one time we had a guest who he was very passionate about his show not being used in promos or, or I don't remember. Yeah. I can't remember what it was now. But um, we were able to kind of figure something out and work around it. So it's it's kind of up for negotiation, but not really. We tell them yeah. it's not. <laughs> yeah. But it, if we were to go ahead and negotiate every single one of those, we'd be out of business. Right. It would be too <laughs> difficult. It's way too difficult. It's a standard form. And we honestly have gone through these every summer. We go through them with a fine tooth comb and we figure out how we can streamline the process or, you know, is the release too long? Um, is there a way that we can consolidate some of the provisions or maybe we just have to change something based on, you know, a past occurrence um, that made us realize, oh, we don't need this or we need to beef this up and need this to be stronger and, and you know, enhance the language a little bit more. So make it less really, redundant. Or... Yeah, it's it's an ongoing, it's a work in progress. We learn from our mistakes. We learn from incidents, things that happen, you know, along the way um, through the years. And, and I think we have it down. I think this year we went through an overhaul of all the releases and really made them the best that we possibly could. Everyone put their eyes on, on the releases. And I think we're in good shape. Yes. <laughs> but we'll look at them again next summer yes, <laughs> because we, we only tape we tape 32 weeks out of the year so usually from may till august we have kind of a summer hiatus that's our time to do our all our special projects <laughs> all the <laughs> the production you know staff is all off enjoying their summer and we're, we're usually <laughs> still there right hacking away at the release or you know a special the nosy app project or um you know whatever we, we always say oh we can wait till summer you know that will be a summer project and then <laughs> Summer goes by quickly, but it is nice because it's not as long hours. It's not the crazy production hours, so exactly. still is like a summer vacation. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have that. <laughs> that's, that's only with production folks. Right, right. <laughs> but you also don't have to do the weekends as that's much. True. As that's much. True. I'm not complaining. <laughs> so has any litigation come out of the Jerry Springer show? You know, this is the, the easiest answer I can give you. No. Um, not since I have been here and I have been here at NBC for, oh my God, 10 years now, seven and a half years. And ever since coming into this group, there has been no litigation surrounding the show. And that is, I don't know if that's a testament to all of the work that goes into (laughs) what we do. Um, it's very hard to break through the release. These releases are airtight. (laughs) So I think, you know, I think that's part of it. 
Um, and I think we are really, we try to be very conservative in our approach to, to everything that we do. Not overly conservative, but really learn from the last year, from the last production and broadcast season. And I think it served us well because we have not dealt with any litigation. So, yeah, I think because of all these parameters we put in place, you know, it's we, we make um, our guests jump through a lot of hoops to come on the show. You know, they have to get probation notes. They have to get a court date changed. I mean, we have guests <laughs> who, who who went to the court to change their court date to come on the show. Or we have, <laughs> last week I had a guest who got her warrant lifted because she wanted to come on the show. So, um, you know, we make them jump through a lot of hoops to come on the show. And we ask them a lot of questions. And we really, really kind of nitpick and delve into things. So I think because we put all these parameters in place and, you know, we have so many experts that we can talk to like or read or you know anyone else um we try to make you know really good decisions so yeah and knock on wood yes (laughs) it's all good i know that's not the answer you wanted right (laughs) that's the answer we like yeah well no that's great i think that's a testament of the amount of work that goes exactly every step of the process really Yeah, yeah and the amount of just you know um we are not reactive. We are proactive. Right, exactly. <laughs> and that's, I, that's what helps. So. You know, production would much rather not have a checklist at all, you know, and bring anybody they can. But then, you know, we wouldn't have a show because, you know, we might have a potential litigation that ties everything up. So um, I think that they do understand that, though, you know, while it is while it is a lot of work that they have to go through with the guests, um, they are they understand that, you know, we're here for you. We're not hearing just not here just to make their lives difficult. We're, we are here to protect, protect them. them and the yeah. show, yeah. 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 and the talent, you know, and Jerry Springer. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, yes. <laughs> yes. I just wanted to follow up very quickly. You mentioned earlier that your transition into media law wasn't exactly without yeah. its obstacles. Yeah, uh, and so I was wondering if you could elaborate sure. a little bit. Absolutely. So I think you know when you go into law. Media law is, because it's so narrow, um, it's very difficult to jump right into that. I think in the back of my mind, I always felt like, oh, I need to come full circle and make it back into that. But initially, like we all do at a law school, or many of us, we end up at a big full service law firm, um, and we kind of just do what they tell us. We go into corporate, we go into litigation, there are two paths, take the one, they're both, they're not there's no real path of least resistance with either of those is what I wanted to say. Um, and so for me, when I went into corporate finance and realized, you know what, this is not really where I want to be. Um, there were a bunch of opportunities that came about because of the financial crisis, which is when I got out of law school, came to New York City, um, the financial crisis hit. And I was blessed with the opportunity to take a sabbatical, which is what at the time a lot of the law firms, not a lot, but there were a few. I know SCAD and ARPS did it. I was at the former Dewey and LaBeouf, now defunct. Um, and at Dewey, they offered up this sabbatical program. And at the time, I'm not, I'm a bit risk averse, as many lawyers are, that <laughs> I thought, oh, God, do I want to take this sabbatical and, and make this change and take on something? I don't know what the next year will bring. I have nothing lined up. Um, but I did it. And I, I think it's about taking that leap of faith and just trying something different and, and taking yourself out of your comfort zone. And I 
decided to take that sabbatical with nothing lined up. And I ended up finding a um, an ad for a clerkship online. There was a clerkship position at NBC. And I had interned at NBC as a journalism student um, at Dateline specifically, had the best time and knew that if there's anywhere I want to work, it's NBC. And so I took my chances and I applied for this job thinking there's no way. And then there were apparently like, you know, 200 people interviewed and God knows, I think I was the first one interviewed, they told me. Um, And I got, I mean, I got lucky. I got really lucky. Um, Maybe, you know, I interview well, I don't know what it is, but they, at the end of the day, they actually said to me, you know, there were a lot of Harvard kids that applied for this. And I'm like, damn, they wow. like, but, but we like you better. So, so all, all that to say that I think these jobs, you know, getting into to this area, while it's difficult, if you have a very demonstrated interest in media um, and you, you've proven that, like you've been involved in either you know, a cool internship that is very media focused, or you, you know, worked for your school paper or podcast, or you um, write a lot, and you've tried to publish things. If you truly have that passion, um, then it shines through. Uh, And whether or not you went to the best school, whether or not you had the top grades, um, you can make your way. And that, I mean, for me, I really feel, you know, it's not just luck, it's perseverance. It is, you know, showing that you have the skills. I mean, you do, because you know nothing when you leave law school, right? You really know nothing, (laughs) not to, but when you kind of delve into it and you have, it's not just about law, it's about, because law is so wide and so big and so broad. It's the area that you focus on that you should spend your summers working on. So if you want to be an aviation attorney, you know, start flying planes, like start getting involved in those kinds of areas that excite you um, and not just the law aspect of it, just the area. Mm -hmm. So if you're into media, go interview people, go do things that prove that you're into that. And that's what I did. I was always writing. I was always, I, during my summer associate um, position before doing the big law thing, I spent my first summer working with a documentary filmmaker and also part-time. And then the other um, two days a week, I was working at an entertainment law firm, a small one, uh, because I knew like that was what I ultimately wanted to segue into. And it all came together, luckily. But yeah, that's, I mean, my advice to I people that's who great are advice. It. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. I think actually, that covered the last question. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I kind of realized I was getting into that too, but no, but, but that was great. But it's all about <laughs> yeah. internships. I'm telling you, yeah. because as much as people think that an internship means nothing, you're right. only in college. It's ideal to do those internships yeah. when you're in college, mm-hmm. but then it doesn't end there. You can totally do them even in law school and even during the year when you're not in that official summer associate position, because a lot of people want to go to the firm and they want to prove that they could do that. And that's fine too. Um, But like get into the things you like, like what you're doing now, that's perfect. If you want to end up in this area, that's what you got to be doing. I interned at NBC when I was in college. Yeah. Yeah. And I, you know, it was, 
actually, I always say I, I paid them because I, you know, they didn't pay at the time. <laughs> yeah. I didn't, and I got credits, obviously, but um, I also had to pay for my train ticket. So I got a little stipend for that, yeah. but I was actually paying to, you know, so it's yeah. kind of, I think, you know, really Things putting that investment in. Yeah. Um, you know, if this that's what you really want to do, you have to invest in it. Yeah. Yeah. So that's that. <laughs> Absolutely. That helps. Well, thank you so much, Orit and Margo, for speaking with me today. I really, really appreciate it. I feel like I learned a lot. In this <laughs> good, good. Our pleasure. Yes. Thank yeah. you. Exciting. Thank you so much. Thanks. Have a great day. <laughs> The Fordham Intellectual Property Media and Entertainment Law Journal is a publication staffed by the students of Fordham Law School. Our faculty moderators are Professors Mark Patterson and Joel Reidenberg. Our Volume 28 Editor-in-Chief is Alex Kirk. Our Managing Editor is Matt Hershkowitz. Our audio mixing this week is by Patrick Ho. Special thanks to staff correspondent Mike Rivera, and a huge thank you to Orit Blankrot and Margot Cornell for being part of this week's episode. Subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts to make sure you don't miss a single episode. If you liked what you heard, please rate us and give us a review. It lets us know how we're doing and really helps our visibility as we continue to grow year after year. For more information about Fordham IPLJ, please visit our website at www.fordhamiplj.org. You can follow us on Twitter at at Fordham IPLJ or on Facebook.com slash Fordham IPLJ. Additionally, you can support Fordham IPLJ and unlock exclusive bonus episodes by visiting patreon.com slash Fordham IPLJ and becoming a patron for just $1. I'm your online editor, Christina Sauerborn. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next week.